welcome to the Dogs and Deadlifts Building Better Dogs and People podcast. Join your host, Daniel Rose, as we discuss everything canine and human strength and conditioning. We talk to experts, hear from people in the know, and just talk the latest on strength and conditioning for both people and their pups. We are about building better dogs and people. So welcome back to the Dogs and Deadlifts podcast. Special guest all the way from the UK, second guest in a row from the UK, Heidi from Pro Dog Raw. Welcome today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, look at I feel special today. <laughs> we're on a bit of a, we're on a bit of a roll actually at the moment in regards to uh, guests from the UK. A bit of a theme happening at the moment, so you know it's certainly uh, a bit of a buzz happening over there at the moment. It's just super exciting, and I really enjoy uh, talking to you. A variety of different people. Like I said, thank you very much for joining us. No problem. My, my, my pleasure. And yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think there is a buzz over here. And I think that we all I just want to, you know, we worked hard to get the buzz and now we just need to pick it up and roll with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So before we get started, uh, the first thing I suppose we'd like to have a chat about is a little bit about your origin and, you know, how things came about for Pro Dog. But, you know, I suppose a little bit more about uh, yourself and, you know, it goes back as far as you like, if that's okay, you know, or... Uh, even if you want to, you know, look at 2013, 2014, to give our listeners a bit of background. Sure. Okay. So I've always been obsessed with nutrition since I was a kid. And predominantly for myself, I started competing in quite high level sport at a very, very young age, probably a bit mm-hmm. too young. But there you yeah. go. Yeah. And I very quickly understood or, or, or learned that nutrition was hugely important to performance, health and well-being. And so from the age of 14, I think I was reading and understanding kind of everything that went into my body, which is quite unusual for a 14 year old. So I remember at school, um, it was quite academic and, and I was like, right, what am I going to do? Am I going to make sport and nutrition my career? But I was kind of perceptive enough to think, mm, if I do that every day, I might not you know, I might not enjoy it because it will become a daily thing. So instead, I turned my hand to law, mm-hmm. um, which is a bit left field. But I did law in the day and then I did a lot of sport. And like I said, I continued being quite obsessive around nutrition. Uh, and that was a, a running theme. So then I obviously leave home and I, and I buy my first house. And the very first thing I went out and did was got a puppy. And I remember going, no, I'm going, I'm just going to go and look at them. You know, definitely, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go and look at them. And, you know, got about in the door about three seconds in and was like, oh my God. So I've got two Sharpay brothers, Drago and Phoenix. And I hadn't had them very long. And I realized quite quickly that Drago couldn't tolerate processed pet foods. Mm-hmm. He had IBD. He was getting bouts of diarrhea um, and was quite poorly. So... I just started making his food myself, but I kept his brother Phoenix on kibble mm-hmm. because, you know, he seemed to be getting on fine with that. Yeah. So fast forward three years and Phoenix develops his first Marcel tumor. And I remember, I'll never forget that day when they tell you dog's got cancer and you're like, sorry, what? Yeah. And he was three years of age. Yeah. So I obviously got him treatment and, and, and he went on a number of years after that. But then he, he passed, uh, sadly, in 2014, and Drago was still going strong. And it, I think it was at that point when you actually do have to put your first dog to sleep before their time, that it really impacts on you. And me being me, 
I was, you know, why? Because I figured I was the most responsible dog owner in the world. Why me? Why, why did this happen? I do everything by the book, you yeah. know? So on I went with Drago doing his own feed and he was getting older and older and older. He lived four years more than Phoenix, which in the terms of a dog's life is, you know, considerable. Yep. So it was towards the end of Drago's life that I really had kind of started to make the connections in that what I was feeding was having an impact because my understanding of the link between diet and cancer was growing. And I was discussing this with a random lady, as you do when you have a dog, <laughs> That's you. who had a dog as well. And I remember her saying, you know, you need to look at raw feeding. And I remember saying, what's that? And she said, go home and research. So me being me, popped back home, started reading. And I'll never forget that moment when I, you know, the penny dropped because for me, having a comprehensive understanding of nutrition, I just couldn't believe that I never once, I never once questioned with Phoenix what I was giving him. I never, ever once looked at the ingredients on the bag of kibble. This is a person, I don't put anything in my body and I hadn't since mm -hmm. I was 14 without reading it and understanding what it was. Yep. And yet never once had I questioned it with my dogs. So yes, I didn't buy the cheapest brand of kibble. I bought an expensive brand of kibble. That was me ticking my you know, box that I'm a responsible owner. Yep. But I still never read what was in it. I kind of wanted to smash my head off the kitchen counter. I just remember having that, oh my God, what have I done? And then I was wrapped with guilt. I felt like I'd let my, my dogs down. Mm -hmm. Because you are responsible for their food. And I just thought, how have I never, ever, ever questioned this? So. Then once I got over that sort of guilt and shock and, you know, being mortified that I hadn't ever looked at this before, then I was mad. Yeah. Oh boy, was I mad. <laughs> I was really, really mad. And I just thought, how the hell, and that here, here's the legal side, how is this allowed to happen? Mm. How are they allowed to put this stuff out with these marketing terminologies and, and strategies and, and myths and, how, how are they able to do that legally and get away with it? Yeah. And so I thought, well, if I never questioned it and I have this knowledge of nutrition, then what chance has anybody else got? Because I kind of live and breathe nutrition and I never once questioned it. So I thought, right, I've got to do something about this. Yep. And that was the start of ProDog. Yeah, yeah. In some ways, you know, obviously it's a, an, it's a certain event like that, you know, and, and I can obviously, you know, see you and talk to you. And uh, for me, it's like, holy shit, <laughs> you know, and then, you know, I'm pretty sure that you've had, you had that moment as well. And, you know, sometimes it takes adversity, you know, to create what you have today, you know? I absolutely have. They talk about the light bulb moment in your life. Mm -hmm. And I've, you know, and I've done a lot of stuff in my life and I've, I've lived, you know, and I've lived and I've, and I've worked and I've, I've had careers and the rest of it, but I've never had that light bulb moment. It's literally like somebody switched mm -hmm. and I was like, ping. Yeah. And I thought just, wow. and I remember just thinking, wow, that was the only thing that could come out of my mouth was just wow. So yeah, I mean, I had a huge driver. All this was happening just about the time that um, Drago left me and I thought, right, I'm devastated by the loss of him. I was devastated by the loss of Phoenix. And I mm -hmm. thought, me being I'm quite good at turning negatives into positives. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I want to build a legacy off the back of my dogs. And so I bought the domain name for ProDog in the September. It was a focus me because I knew that Drago's time was short. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, yeah, yeah. Anybody who's been there knows what I mean. Yep. And I thought, right, I'm going to do something. 
I'm going to make some something really good out of this, and I'll dedicate it to those two boys because without yeah. them, I, I would I wouldn't have started this. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So just moving on a little bit, you've had this moment. Obviously, you just mentioned that talking to a lady going, you know, what is raw food? You know, so how did your research go? But you know, how was the uh, initial sort of stages of getting the whole thing off the ground? How did that go for you? Well, you know, it's funny because you go. What, what's raw feeding? Well, raw feeding is the most obvious thing in the world. You know, that was my very quick, I was just like, oh, yeah, the most obvious thing to do in the world, but we've come a bazillion miles from it, you know? Yep. <laughs> so in my, um, I suppose, my innocent ignorance, I thought, well, this is easy. You know, I'll just, you know, get a some specialist and make a formula yep. and, you know, put this this raw food meal in a tub and sell it. And I was like, brilliant, Heidi, it's a genius plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of a baptism of fire on that front, but I am a very, very, very tenacious and driven person. And we started humble beginnings, literally a blender and some meat and some recipes, some formulations and some really dodgy plastic tubs that didn't (laughs) last very long. And that was literally how it started. And it just grew. I've done everything from make mistakes with handfuls of tripe. Bear in mind, I'm a vegetarian. So, you know, like, and if anybody knows about tripe, you'll just understand. You just don't want to be wrapped around tripe. You understand how fabulous it is for a dog. So you've got a massive conflict going on. Never, ever, ever sniff a barrel of tripe if you've got a hangover. That is free advice. Free advice, straight from the top. Don't do that. Thank you, Jason. Then, you know, think just rudimental things like... Freezing down recipes with getting hair dryers and literally holding hair dryers on tubs of food to try and work out how long it took to thaw. Packaging, putting packaging in boxes, packing it, and trying. I know it sounds awful, but trying to you know, replicate courier's behaviour. So, like, literally trying to throw them at breeze block walls. When I say it out loud now, I think back. It is hilarious, but yeah. that yeah, you know, that is kind of the start. It was just real basic stuff. But I was lucky enough to have some good people around me. I always, and this is kind of me, I, I wasn't going to do it unless I could produce. It had to be a supreme quality product. Yep. And it was very, very important to me as well, because I'm an animal lover and because I'm a vegetarian, mm-hmm. that the meat had to be ethically reared. Yep. So I don't understand that you can love a dog, but at the sort of cost of, of a chicken or a cow not having a great life. Does that make sense? So yeah. Yep. For me, it had to be ethically done. So it, it took a bit of time to get things going, you know, because obviously you think it's a simple model and, and it isn't, okay? I've learned a hell of a lot about digital marketing along the way. I've learned lots of things, actually. I'm a bit of an expert in good plastics now, BPA-free, you know, trying to make get packaging that's recyclable but affordable, you know. It's a whole, yeah, whole new world. Yeah, and you know, a lot of a lot of time and effort, a lot of hours, mm-hmm. a lot of hours. But yeah. whenever you feel like giving up, and whenever you feel like it's too much, or what the hell am I doing? And I have had those moments. Put your head in your hands. You know, I just remind myself it's for the dogs, mm-hmm. and that there's no better driver for me. It's yeah. not about money. It's not about success. It's not about anything other than help the dogs hide because their dogs needlessly suffering in my opinion and the more people we can educate and the more people we can get to the smaller these number of dogs become that's been my saving grace just bring it back why are we doing this why am i doing this Heidi? why am i up at you know two o'clock in the morning 
with a hairdryer and a tub of frozen food because I'm helping dogs, you know? Yeah. And it, it makes you laugh, but mm-hmm. you just get hold of yourself mm-hmm. and you go, that's why I'm doing it, and you crack on. Yeah. If it was photocopiers, I would have given up. <laughs> I'm not even lying. Yeah. I wouldn't have got past month two, you know? <laughs> I, think, I think if you're passionate about something, yeah. you'll find a way. For sure. And that's, you know, the whole reason behind why, you know, I created Dogs and Deadlifts in the podcast is to educate and to reach as as many people uh, around the world as possible and, uh, you know, get people on such as yourself that are like-minded, that are passionate to spread the word. Because for me, it's about that education. And if we can help, you know, one one person and their dog live longer, that's the reward. I totally hear that. You you have to sometimes think, you know, what will be my legacy in life? And if, mm-hmm. if and exactly that, if I, if, even if it's only one dog, mm-hmm. for me, it would have been worth every second of every bit and every bit of effort and the tears and the tantrums along the way, because it, it all is all part of the bigger picture. So I'm completely with you on that. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, let's talk, just talk about uh, the emerge, you know, sorry, the emergence of raw, fresh, whatever you like to call it, you know, so that, mm-hmm. um, over the last probably, you know, three to five years, you know, for us, as we, we spoke about just offline before about Australia, the UK, you know, the, the buzz that's happening and, uh, you know, the public perception is, and people are starting to ask questions and they're starting to really get a bit of a vibe for, you know, feeding raw or feeding fresh, you know. So in your opinion, how have you seen everything evolve over the last three to five years? Oh, it's been crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. The accepted norm Mm -hmm. in our society has been for a long time to just feed these processed foods and nobody questioned it. Mm -hmm. And obviously, raw feeding completely challenges that status quo. I think what's happened is is that people see Mm -hmm. the changes. So as I said to you earlier, if somebody said it to me, so I looked at it, then I said it to my next door neighbour and the person in the park, and then your mum sees your dog change. And then your brother sees your dog change. And what's happened in the UK is there has just been this snowball effect. Mm-hmm. And you can't deny what your eyes see. And raw feeding is a game changer for dogs. And you mm-hmm. can physically see the changes very rapid. You experience the changes. Nobody knows your dog like you. And I think that is the biggest promotion for raw feeding is, is you physically just watch your dog change you experience how much happier they seem. You think they're happy before, and then you feed them raw, and you're just like, oh, my God, it's just like another level. Yeah. You experience the change in stools, the change in you know, their, their appetite and their, their enthusiasm around feeding time, and so it goes on. And certainly, yes, obviously, we have marketing campaigns, et cetera, et cetera, but... Are you looking for the perfect gift for you or a friend that loves dogs and fitness? Dogs and Deadlifts has you covered with merchandise and giftware, including t-shirts, hoodies, cushion covers, mugs, plus much more. Head over to teespring.com forward slash dogs and deadlifts. That's T-E-E-Spring.com forward slash dogs and deadlifts. Or check out the link in the podcast notes. I think there's nothing better than your next door neighbour or, or two people who walk their dogs together and then they go, Blimey, what, you know, what are you feeding Friday? Because, well, hey, look at that poo. Where's the poo? You know, all that conversation goes on and, wow, look at his energy. and Wow, look at his coat. And what have you done? Oh, mm-hmm. I'm feeding raw. What's raw? Yeah. And so it goes on. Yep. And, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a huge swing to raw feeding in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, like colossal. We can, 
barely keep up with the demand. It is yeah. flying high. Yeah. Despite all the anti-raw media campaigns that are going on, um, mm-hmm. obviously we, we understand who they're being driven by, but because you as the owner experience that change, nobody can tell you any different. And I think mm. that is why it's, it's moved forward at such a pace, mm. because you physically watch it yourself. And you don't have to sell law to anybody because it speaks for itself. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it goes back to, you know, just for our listeners, I took Noah, my six-year-old GSP, to a new vet. And the first thing she said to me, she, he's six-year-old, that, you know, I think she must have said a dozen times to me, he looks fantastic. Holy shit, he's a good-looking dog. Wow. You know, like I said, there was almost, I would have counted a dozen times. Uh, until the very end, and I mentioned, yeah, he's he's, he's raw fed, and she's like, "Holy smokes!" <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can look, you can go to park. Well, I can go to park. Yeah, you can, and you will if you're a raw feeder, mm-hmm. and you can spot a raw fed dog mm-hmm. from a kibble fed dog, yep. literally from half a mile away, yeah. and that is no joke. You can literally go raw, raw kibble, kibble, raw kibble, raw, raw, raw. You know, yep. and that's not watching them have a poo. <laughs> it's just how they physically appear. They mm-hmm. look like athletes, yes. shiny coats, muscular physiques, mm-hmm. tight little waist. You know, they've got stable energy. They're living life. You can just see they're just happy, healthy dogs. Yeah. And that's something that money can't buy. It just smacks you between the eyes. Mm-hmm. It's just real food for real dogs. Yeah. And it's that in a nutshell. For sure. Uh, so I just want to uh, change this sort of tune a little bit. Um, obviously, we talked. You just mentioned about anti-raw campaigns and stuff like that. But I, what really stood out to me, and that's what you know, was a driver to to make contact with you, the ditch the dry campaign. I really wanted to uh, have a have a chat about that. You know, how that that concept come about. How's it been going? Uh, well, I know that Dr. Connor was on on your. Uh, you know, has been supporting it. You've got Dr. Nick there as well. You know, so uh, I'd love to hear about that concept, if that's cool. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, it's catchy, isn't it? Ditch the dry. Yeah, we were quite chuffed when we thought of that. So yeah, ditch the dry. It's really catchy, isn't it? We were we were really chuffed when we thought of that. So we we became aware in the as as product evolved that there were lots of people who they've heard of raw now. Mm-hmm. They've kind of read a bit about raw. They really want to try raw, but they're a bit like oh. I'm a bit not sure. They kind of sat on the fence. They maybe discussed it with their vet who's gone, no, you killed the dog, you know, yep. bacteria. So we thought, right, you know, we'll, we'll try and put a, an initiative and make it fun because it can all get a bit too serious mm-hmm. and a bit too complicated. So we wanted to kind of just bring it back to the, the simple, com- sort of simple common sense approach, which is, look, there's nothing faddy about this. There's nothing, it's not voodoo. Mm-hmm. This is feeding a dog a species-appropriate diet, a natural, clean, fresh diet, how they would elect to eat in nature. Mm-hmm. And it's nothing kind of more than that. Mm-hmm. It was a plan to raise awareness, and we put offers on to, to invite people to ditch the dry, grab a sample pack. You know, look, you've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. We brought in Nick and Connor. Mm-hmm to help with that because obviously Connor's book has been has been a phenomenal resource feeding dogs yeah and that really helps because you've got his myth busting in there you know Nick is a vet so carries that weight mm-hmm. which you need sometimes for the people who just kind of like on the fence or they've had that conflict in information from their vet mm-hmm. so we just wanted to raise that kind of awareness and, and launch this initiative 
and kind of encourage people to ditch the dry food for a period of time, mm-hmm. roll out some more, have a go, and kind of feedback how their dogs responded to it. We also mm-hmm. launched a load of, um, uh, of T-shirts that people could grab for free with mm-hmm. facts on the back. So facts about 51% of, of kibble-fed dogs you know, got cancer in their lifetime. You know, really sort of yeah. factual statements, but that do not you know, bang you between the eyes mm-hmm. and really stop and make you think about this. Mm-hmm. But keep it fun, keep it like humoured, and just encourage people to, if you were going, oh, shall I, shan't I, Look, here's an initiative. You can get this this pack for on offer. Just give it a go. And we were doing sample packs at nine ninety nine every year, which so they don't have to shell out loads of money. Yeah. Just kind of getting them over the line because you know they're teetering. You know they kind of really, really want to have a go because they've heard all this good stuff. Yep. But because we're so we've been so sort of brainwashed, you know, since kind of World War II that this is how we feed dogs now. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need that little bit of encouragement to get you over the line because yep. we fully believe that the minute you see a raw food product, you know, you experience it, you go, actually, that isn't a leg of deer that I've got to carve up on my kitchen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because people have all these mad perceptions of what this is. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, it's just like mince beef that I make a spag bowl out of. Yes. Um, so I don't have to put a hazmat suit on when I'm serving it up. No, you know, it's human grade meat. It's, you know, it's just like, oh yeah, okay. So just put it in the bowl. Yeah, just put it in the bowl, put it down for the dog. Done, you know, so when they kind of work out how and how convenient it is and how easy we make it, they're like, oh, this is nice and amazing. And then you get feedback, yeah. you know, my God, my dog is going bonkers for this food, he's doing dances. And, um, you know, it's, it's absolutely every time it sees a yellow tub, it's literally doing somersaults. Yeah, I know, because it's, you know, dogs are just like, thank God, finally, you know. Yeah. So, we launched it at the start of August and you know it's been it's been phenomenal. It's been such a positive campaign. Really, really excited. Uh, this is the second year we've run it. It's been much bigger this year, much more feedback. We originally printed a couple of hundred of these t-shirts. We had requests for them in less than 24 hours, so we had to print up a, a whole bunch more. Uh, and now we're getting all the pictures of we didn't actually say that they were for humans. So now we're the dog when I ditched the dry t-shirt, which is quite funny. But again, just to bring a little bit of, you know, lighthearted, you know, ProDog is all about being extremely serious about nutrition. However, you know, we have dogs in our life to give us love and fun. Yes. And I think, you know, I think with all feeding, because there's been a lot of you know, anti-war campaigns recently and stigma and mudslinging, I think we just needed to bring it back to what this is all about and that is just do what nature dictates mm-hmm. nature knows best yeah it's never it's never failed us yet you know <laughs> keep it simple have a go what have you got to lose you've got everything to gain and it's worked to treat yeah no certainly i'm personally loving you know the instagram the the facebook lives that's sort of one of the things that you know that i've seen that uh, instigated me reaching out to you guys to you know, to have a chat today, you know, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah. personally think it's a, it's fantastic. And I'm really looking forward to uh, obviously, uh, you know, getting this podcast out there. And, but, you know, it's great to see and, and great to hear uh, how, you know, how you're going about changing people's perception about feeding their dogs. And, you know, at ProDog, we have a, an all-inclusive policy. So yeah, it doesn't matter if you're one of our customers, whether you're a customer somebody else, we just want to get as many dogs as we can away from a synthetic processed, poor quality rubbish diet mm-hmm. and back to eating as much fresh food, species appropriate fresh food as possible. So we will talk to 
and help anybody. Don't have to be one of our customers. If you've got a question, if you want some advice, if you're a bit unsure about something, talk to an expert. We're really good at, at delivering what you need to know in a, in a very clear, concise, friendly you know, way, bundles of encouragement. And Ditch the Dry has had, you know, has helped raise awareness, like, like we say, you heard about it, you know, and it's all the common, it's just one big common mission here, which is to just get that one person, like I said, that one more person to go, do you know what, I'm going to try raw. Mm. Because once they've done it, they never go back, ever. Yeah. You know, you never go back. Mm. Just a, a, you know, a slight change of a question. So do you, um, with Pro, ProDog, do you manufacture, produce and uh, retail? Do you have retail outlets or do you just primarily, uh, you know, distribute yourself? So yeah, we've got a we've got a dedicated factory, um, mm-hmm. very a very fancy factory. It's outstanding, not only a, an advanced equipment point of view, but you know the the cleanliness, the kind of processes that go on. Um, again, I think a lot of people have a perception incorrectly that it's kind of you know some kind of poor grade meat, sweepings of the abattoir floor. I, mm-hmm. I don't need to be further from the truth yeah. if you. Try. Don't even let me as a CEO in the factory without my hair net. Um, they tried to offer me a beard net once, and I was a bit like, "What are you trying to say?" It's quite funny. You know, your your, your white suit, your wellies. You know, everything is done mm-hmm. to sort of precision levels. Mm-hmm. So we we have a dedicated factory. Then we have a, a packaging team, a distribution team. We predominantly are online retail to to, to your door. Mm-hmm. Um, we have just started to push the trade side of it, which is taking off really well. So we are looking to get into local stores for those people who want to just pick it up here and there a little bit. They might have small freezes and things like that because they can't take a big order. Yep. We, we're just marching on. We yeah. are marching on. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so fantastic. And, and, you know, it drives my enthusiasm and, and my passion. Obviously, I'm not in the, uh, you know, the manufacturing business, but, uh, you know, certainly uh, here to, to educate and, we can get you up close and, and personal with the barrel, barrel of tripe if that. If you <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, give that I'll give that a pass. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm certainly not vegetarian, but uh, you know, I'll give that a miss. <laughs> <laughs> That's poor thought. For sure, you know, I'll stick to <laughs> I'll stick to my Aussie lamb. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, um, you know, like I said, thank you very much. You know, I didn't want to take up too much of your time, but I just really wanted to have a you know a quick you know half an hour chat about you know your origins the Ditch the Dry campaign. If you're in the UK, because I know that we do have a, a number of uh, listeners over in the UK, obviously predominantly US, but followed closely by the UK. How do they go about finding you? Obviously, I know your social medias, but your website? Yeah, so it's, it's very simple, www.prodograw.com. You know, we have a big media presence. You'll find us easily where we've got an award-winning customer services team who work tirelessly around the clock. I mean, we are supposed to keep business hours, but it never happens. You know, if somebody is concerned about their dog or, or has a question they want answering, I mean, the guys are amazing. They work from silly o'clock in the morning to silly o'clock at night. Yeah. We've had discussions about particular customers and dogs, you know, into the wee hours because we are all mad about the dogs and we mm-hmm. don't want anybody to, to have a worry or a concern unnecessarily where we know we can easily help. So there's a fantastic team at ProDog. They're on hand to help you, whether you're a customer or not, whether you've just got a question or a query, like I said, we are big about education. So we will offer you as much information as you want to take. You can chat on about work all day long. So <laughs> if you're ever bored, ring me. We try and stay, you know, I still talk to customers now. I try and keep, you know, my, my hands in on that on that level. 
And if there's a particular dog, a particular concern, a particular medical situation, and a customer is like, look, I don't know what to do, then we will always refer to our consultant vet, Dr. Nick. But we're, we're, we're totally committed and dedicated to helping you make that transition to raw. Yeah. Because like I said, once you've done it, you'll never go back. So if you just want a bit of assistance, advice, help, a friendly ear, or anything else, yeah. within reason, give <laughs> us a call, you know, and we'll help with ping us an email or message us on one of the, the social media channels. And the team are here. Mm. And we're all just like you. You yeah. know, we're all just dog owners. Yeah, most of the team, well, pretty much 90, probably 5% of the team at ProDog have come to ProDog because their dog had an issue or need. They've experienced the miracle that is raw and what clean nutrition can do. Mm-hmm. And then they've gone, this is so, like, they just want to get involved. So yeah. the team has kind of naturally progressed. I think we've had to recruit externally once, you know, because people want to get involved because if you're mad about dogs, you're mad about dogs. <laughs> you know? And the only people who are mad about dogs get what I mean when I say that. That's right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I remember when I was young, my goal was just to work with dogs full time. That's all it was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, if you're not a dog person, you just don't get it. And I understand that. But everybody who's a dog person will understand that night you've slept on the kitchen floor holding your dog's paw because, you know, they were a bit under the weather. People who aren't dog people think we're crazy. If you're a dog person, you just go, well, don't everybody do that? Because, you know, we're just dog people. So if you're a dog person and you're in the UK, and you've heard this and you thought, do you know what? I've been thinking about this for some time. I'm just going to go for it. Give ProDog a call mm-hmm. and we will help you. And you will never, it's a game changer. Yeah. Your feeding is a utter game changer. It blew my mind. It will blow your mind. And more importantly, it will blow your dog's mind. And all you'll think is, why didn't I do this sooner? It's the yeah. same thing I get back from everybody. Oh God, why didn't I do this sooner? Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. They're not, no. with us, they're not with us a long time as it is. So, you know, you've got to make every day count. Yeah. Are you looking for the perfect gift for you or a friend that loves dogs and fitness? Dogs and Deadlifts has you covered with merchandise and giftware, including t-shirts, hoodies, cushion covers, mugs, plus much more. Head over to teespring.com forward slash dogs and deadlifts. That's T-E-E-Spring.com forward slash dogs and deadlifts. Or... Check out the link in the podcast notes. Look, I agree. So Heidi from ProDog Raw, thank you very much for joining me uh, today here. Like I said, I really appreciate that. I will throw um, the links once the podcast gets up. I'll throw the links to your website, your social media is in the description. But like I said, I want to say thank you very much uh, for taking the time. Thanks for having me. Good night, Australia.